0: Goblins and wallowers come at the ground light making a sound. The smell of death is all around. And at night when the cool wind blows, no one cares, nobody knows. I don't want to be buried in a big cemetery. To the sacred place This ain't a dream I can't escape Moulins and fangs that are picking up bones Spirits moaning among the tombstones And at night when the moon is bright Someone cries something ain't right I don't want to be buried In a pet cemetery To live my life again I don't wanna be buried in a bed cemetery I curse these days And then night when no wolves cry Listen close and you can hear me shout
1: How's it going, everyone? Welcome once again to Indie Brigade presents Nasty Nations Graveyard Talk. And as always, I'm uh, Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And uh, tonight we are we're gonna we're gonna do start doing a uh, a segment uh, every now and then where we discuss uh, movies based on Stephen King
2: stories and, mo- and books and whatnot. Um, I mean, at this point, he's got tons tons of them so you can't cover them all in one show so we're gonna kind of break them up into segments
1: yeah and tonight uh, there's three that I, I'm i there, there's definitely at least one that I'm incredibly like happy to talk about <laughs> um all three of them but yeah still. these are
2: all good ones they're all good ones these are good
1: ones uh, we got some new ones and some old ones um and uh we're gonna be doing this one and then at some point in time further down the after we do a couple of other episodes uh
2: We'll add some more, yeah like, I mean we're both big king fans, and uh some of the adaptations have been good and some not so good and uh and
1: we're gonna talk about uh just about all of them, yeah, I mean yeah, you know we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna fuck it up we're gonna are we're, we're, we're gonna seriously like not only pick these apart but some of our favorites, yeah, and uh, well, let's get started with it, uh, the first one on the list is a newer one. Um, Netflix original picture uh, of one of his most—I would say—sexual or erotic or like, wow, that's a really fucked up idea. Story, Uh, yeah. Gerald's Game, agreed. Uh, Which I mean, honestly, it's a great book, and the movie is honestly.
2: Uh one, it's one of the better
1: adaptations that's come out.
2: Yeah, know. I think uh it helped because King worked on the screenplay maybe too, and some of the others he didn't I don't think, but yeah. Um yeah, so I mean it it's a pretty close It's it's a good one.
1: I like it. Um the story in case you're not aware of uh Gerald's game is a is about uh a wife and a husband are getting out of town for a little while and the husband being Gerald is uh He's kind of got something in mind for, for their, oh, yeah. uh, immediately when they get there. Like, he wants to chain his wife to the bed and have his way with her. Now, just right there, from the start of the movie, okay, talking about the movie here, not, not the book, we're talking about the movies here, Um, he, he's like all about it. He's, yeah. like, rubbing on her leg in the car. He's, like, oh. Uh, and then, like, he gets in and pops, like, the fucking, like, you know, right. Viagra or whatever. Right, heart pills and, the,
2: yeah. Yeah, and, he,
1: and he's just, he's just he can't wait. Um, she's a little more apprehensive, for sure. She, yeah. from the, the whole time that they're there, she has it in her head. She knows that he has some kind of idea.
0: Right. There's
1: something that he wants to do, whatever. And she's kind of apprehensive about everything
0: <laughs> at the beginning of the well, fucking movie. right, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you know, they get there, and they get settled in or whatever, and there's a dog that they almost hit. Yeah. And she ends up, while he's taking a shower or doing something, um, that's when he's taking his pills or something. Yeah, shit. I think so. Um, he She's outside
2: feeding this dog this, like, $500 steak. Yeah, some, like... Uh, Kobe B for some like uh, I don't know something ridiculous which
1: I mean like she sees this dog earlier on and she's going you know I really want to I, I feel sorry for this dog I'm going to feed it and of course you give a dog raw meat that's blood we'll get to that in a minute um, he gets mad at her they go inside and she puts on a nice old nightie and he's you know talking himself up and shit and he handcuffs her to the 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 bed post um and she's kind of trying to go with it. He he wants her to be more forceful. Yeah. He wants to he wants her to be a little bit more like
2: no, no. Yeah, he wants complete submissive, he, you know. Right.
1: Yeah. And she and and you you get to the character that, that you know, uh what's the character's name in the movie is Jessie. Oh yeah, her name. Yeah. Uh she isn't the type at all and you can tell. Right. Uh, I mean, sometimes you get surprised. Well, we've all met those. But in this one, it's really obvious. Yeah. And I mean, she's
2: nervous about like it's not like she wants she wants to please her husband. She right. wants she
1: wants because they've been apparently
2: having some issues. I was say, and they're trying to correct some stuff or or trying to at least patch some some things up. And yeah, you know, it's not really going the direction she may have. Uh, well, either one said, of them. Well, yeah. You know, sure enough. Yeah. Uh, and
1: he's trying to get physical with her and try to, you know, he's trying to be all like, all right, you know, you know, act like you're, you know, screaming for help or whatever. And she's trying. It's not working. And then she gets pissed off because he gets a little too forceful with her. Well, she's sitting there telling him, take off the cuffs. Take off, take off the cuffs. I'm fucking done. What the fuck's your problem? Well, at this
2: point, because he has both of her hands handcuffed to where she has no no free movement except for her legs.
0: Right. You know, yeah. so it's
2: like, if one hand was undone, I mean, she could do it herself. This is a completely, uh, you know, vulnerable position. And it's uses. a really terrifying story.
1: Yeah. You want to talk about, it's one of King's best, in my opinion. Uh, story-wise, definitely, we're talking about the movie, I know, but it's yeah. It's a really good adaptation of that, honestly, yeah. I think. Um, and, of course, uh, they're arguing... And he's trying to go with the, like, what's going on, the what ifs, the what, you know, what's up, that kind of shit. And she's still chained up. She's still, she's still locked up. And he won't get the fucking key. And right. then he has a heart attack. Yeah. The, the heart pills or the Viagra, the Viagra yeah. or the mixture of both. Whatever. Or whatever. Um, he falls on her. And then she pushes him off. And he's just laying at the end of the bed and all you see is like the top of his head and like his arms stick it out. Well, she realizes my husband's dead because she sees blood coming out of his head. Yep. And uh, I didn't mean to rhyme there. Nah. Uh, such a poet. Uh, well, she starts screaming for people. And while she's screaming there's nothing really happening but she starts going through like she starts seeing shit yeah uh, she she starts thinking about shit it's it's really it's a really fucked up story and I wouldn't uh, and this is what I was thinking about I, the last time I watched it um, which honestly I watched it not too long ago because I want to revisit because it's been a minute um, is it if you've had some fucked up shit happen to you and you know what I'm talking about it might be a little bit sensitive, because she starts thinking about things about her her father being a creeper, basically. Yeah. And, oh, yeah.
2: And which and, is Henry Thomas, which he plays a super creeper. Which, if you don't know who this guy is, he's the little kid in E.T., e. 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 Yeah. Uh, you know, he's been in like other stuff, but that's like his. I mean, his he's movies. been in a few horror movies, yeah. more serious roles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and he plays super creeper. You know, when they uh, when they go to the flashbacks to her past and. He's just I mean, he gets under your skin pretty much from the onset. Yeah, so, you know. Yeah, he you, you can kinda tell um
1: that it's not the best situation. Uh also while she's chained up well, I say chained up, I mean handcuffed. Yeah. I don't know why I keep saying chained up.
2: Well, but
1: yeah. um but yeah, while she's while she's hooked up, um, she also gets the encounter with the dog because yeah. the front door is open. Yeah. And why is the, the front door open? I don't remember why the front door was open. I'm pretty sure it's because the guy was creeping around, which we'll get to that in a second. But the dog ends up coming into the house and uh, starts gnawing on her husband's body.
2: Right, licking the blood. Yeah, up, and, and the- it's like...
1: And you know, and you're, you're, you're watching this scene because this dog comes in and she's like, Oh, God. And he's he's already had that taste of steak. He had that blood that I was mentioning earlier. And she she's trying to get him off, like she's like yelling at go away and blah blah blah. And he's just gnawing at him, ripping at her husband's face, everything. Uh, the scene itself is like it's not really too gruesome, but it's gruesome enough. Yeah, you get the idea. Yeah, and that's that's a big big part of the story is the fact of like she's hooked up and there's this dog. That's, okay, he can get in the house, he's roaming around. And then, while she's going through the dog chewing on her husband, she's having flashbacks to terrible shit about her shitty father, uh, she starts seeing a man. The moon face man. The moon man. That's right, yeah, the yeah, moon man. Face man. Uh, who is played
2: by... Uh, uh, I don't know how you say his name. Karel Struken, maybe? I don't know. Something like that. Uh he
1: if you watch the Adams Family movies, um he played Lurch. He's
2: Lurch. Uh, he's in some other weird movies that I like. He's in a movie called Oblivion it's like Twin a, Peaks. Uh, Twin Peaks, uh Agents of Twilight. He's uh you'll know. I mean, you've seen him in horror movies uh, and yeah. you know sci-fi stuff. Yeah.
1: Um he he had, the when he first is seen in the, in the movie uh he walks over to her from the shadows, and he has this big bag of bones. Yeah.
2: And, first off, okay. I mean, at this point, you don't know if this guy is real, if she's hallucinating this, because, I mean, at this point... She's losing her fucking mind. Right, because she's been chained up, and, uh, you know, yeah. this dog and just all this crazy shit is happening. So you don't know if if this is a real thing, a person a supernatural thing I mean you know it's, uh, it's kind of all over the board at first
1: yeah um, it's, it's I don't want to I don't want to give away everything to it that's, I pretty much give you yeah. the, the basics of it yeah. and stuff uh, it is it's one, it's one of it's one of my favorite adaptations that's come out a while um, another one is 1922 but we'll get to that eventually um, I really like that one. Did, you ever, did you ever see that one? no I haven't yet. so yeah well, we, we gotta we, watch that one first we to watch that one. and we'll get to yeah. that one at some point um, but when I found out they were doing a Gerald's game uh, adaptation, I was like, whoa, okay. This, this should be interesting because that's, that's one of those that I remember watching uh, the commercials for Stephen King books. Like, you know, they, they have like, oh, the Stephen yeah. King collection and stuff yeah, back in the day. That, yeah, um, It was a Stephen King fan club. No, it was, it was a Stephen King book club thing where you, you, You would order one and then if you wanted to keep getting them they would would come in the mail. I remember seeing that. Yeah. And if if any of you are of the age Columbia House. It was like Columbia House. If you don't know what I'm talking about ask your folks. You're too young. Yeah. You're too young. (laughs) You're too fucking young. Yeah, Um, But uh, it's a good one. Uh, It it, it keeps pretty clear to the the, it it stays pretty true to the book. Um, It's got some really creepy fucking moments. It's a great story. I mean I'm a, I'm a fucking... I'm a complete freak for, for movies that take place in one spot.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Because it part. breaks the moments down into, like, the minute. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just like, okay, this is a... You know, you might cover the whole course of a day. Well, this is like the magnifying glass. This is what's happening yeah. to this lady at this very moment of the day. You know, and it's... it's uh, I don't know. I like that too. I'm. Uh, I don't know. It's always like a magnifying glass to me. It's you know. It's it's
1: like how does it get? Because also something else to mention about the movie is that she starts hallucinating that her husband's still alive. Yeah. Uh, she hallucinates herself being able to get out. Right. And uh, it just that's there's there's so many different elements to this
2: movie. And she's awesome, uh, Carla. Gugino, I well, think, is her I, name. It, but, uh, she's been in so many. She's been in awesome stuff, and she's a she's an awesome actress. I really like her a lot. She's, she's beautiful too. Yeah, I mean, I've had a crush on her since I was a kid, pretty much. And uh, she has
1: that that natural kind of look, but she also has that like nineteen forties, nineteen fifties look. Yeah, too.
2: man, that's what I think too. She's a very classical beauty, and uh, she just she carries this movie. It's awesome. She does a really bang up job, and I mean, oh, when, when she's super tense, like I mean, you see it in her face, and I mean. I don't know, she's a good actress and uh, it works well. I mean, yeah. I think she carries the whole show. Uh,
1: the husband, because the, there's there's a... The, Mention her, she's been all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um, and we talked about the guy who played Lurch. Um, also, Bruce Greenwood, who plays Gerald. Yeah. He uh, He's one of these actors that... Um, which, of course, right now, all, I, I can't think of his fucking movies. He's been in a shit ton of stuff. He always ends up playing like a douchebag. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um and he does a great job at it. Uh I mean, he's he's a good actor and honestly like I think that everybody that was in this movie fit the role. Yeah. Absolutely. Completely. Um so so yeah, it was it was it's, it's a pleasant watch. It's, it's a good movie to watch. Uh um, like I said there's some uh there's some stuff in it that's that's a little Yeah,
2: there's some touchy subject matter, but it's uh it's a good movie and a really good adaptation of the book. Um,
1: Which, if you're a fan of Stephen King, you know that it might have some shit in it anyway.
2: Well, yeah, true. I mean, you just... (laughs) Love
1: Stephen King, but he has a history. You know. Um, And also the fact that in the movie, here's the the thing I found out later on, uh, was in the movie, you notice there's, uh, there's something with the sun and the moon being like...
2: Well, Bright red and well, in the book they, it covers a lot more than the movie, and this is right. a, the eclipse part. Yeah, you know, there's a big chunk of the movie or in the book, all kinds of weird stuff happens on this eclipse. That eclipse is tied into other King books, it's like Dolores it, Claiborne. Yeah, as I say, a bunch of of weird shit happens. It's
1: it's like everything happens at the same time. Right. So when Dolores Claiborne kills her husband, is when Jesse Ke- Jesse is trying to yeah. yeah. You know, so they're which I mean, they, that happens a lot with uh, Stephen King stuff. Anyway, movies, books, whatever, they have other characters. Oh, which yeah. I love that actually. Yeah, there's a whole you know, you know,
2: everything follows will of beams. You know, Dark Tower holds them all together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we'll get into that. At some yeah, point well, too. yeah. Oh, we'll definitely tap into that one. But they don't cover that so much in the movie, which it's not necessary for the for the movie to be good. Yeah. But that's why it has those weird. I mean, they mention the eclipse, and they're going to watch the eclipse but they don't explain the importance of it for yeah. the King universe in this movie but again it's not necessary it's not uh, only if you read the other books do you even know that it's happening at the same time right you know yeah
1: uh, it's a good one uh, yeah like I said I didn't I didn't want to give away too much of it because it's a fairly new movie yeah so uh, 20, a lot of you probably have 2017 yeah so, so I'm sure that a few of you haven't seen it yet I don't want to ruin it for you uh you get the gist. Uh check it out. It's good. It's good shit. It's good shit. And honestly, like go read the book. Uh it's it's good. Um moving on though. Yeah, one of the classics okay. coming up. All right. So this next film um is an all-time favorite of mine. And actually uh Mr. King himself does not like this movie. Um I got to go see Stephen King speak a few years ago. Uh, with uh, our, our, our fellow horror friend and fellow writer uh, uh, Christopher Payton. Um, we went and saw him speak in Tennessee. And he mentioned, I don't, remember, I don't remember exactly what he was talking about, but somehow Graveyard Shift came up. And he decided that he didn't like it. Right. And I'm like, fuck, man. One That's of one favorites. of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, graveyard Shift, in case you didn't catch that just now.
2: Um this one's a weird one. It's thugs.
1: it's it's more it, it's so cool because it's it's there's something about it just like it, it, as soon as I watched it, it well one I remember watching it when I was younger.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean because the the again I've talked about this before, <laughs> you know, being at the movie store and you know seeing that box of that skull, yeah, with a miner's hat, and I'm just like, what is this? You know, and just definitely. I don't know, just loving it from, and then after watching it, as weird as it is, yeah, just loving it way before I read the story, you know, any of that. But it's uh, it, it,
1: it's from beginning to end. There's nothing about that movie that bores me. Uh, that's true.
2: I mean, it's just like
1: it's a it's such a killer fucking story, and I know that it's different in ways to the, to the actual story that Stephen King wrote. Yeah, but it's. It, it, it's about a fucking cotton. Yeah, cotton mill. It's cotton like, mill um, that is ran by this fucking shithead, Warwick. Oh man, Warwick. What a character. Uh, played by uh, Stephen Matt. Yeah. Um, who, if you're a fan of Monster Squad, he was the father of Monster Squad. Right, um, and in that
2: movie, he's like the super dad. Like, he's like, yeah. you know. I mean perfect dad for his son and all mm-hmm. that. I mean he's like you know saves the day, repairs his marriage, the whole deal in this movie, this dude is he's, he's on a complete another level dick. he's
1: crazy, he's in pregnant women <laughs> that aren't his you know that aren't his wife and and they're breaking his car, you know he's a, everyone's terrified of this guy,
2: yeah, he's just a complete just like crazy ass yeah. just uh, hardcore. I don't really know what his accent is. I have no idea if you watch this movie uh. <laughs> Chime in and tell us what you think this accent may mean, because, I mean, he does it perfect, whatever, it fits the character of just this. Well, start you on the graveyard shift. Like... And that's a pretty good representation of it. Like, I don't even know how to describe his accent or where he's supposed to be from, but... And at some point, don't they say he's uh, a I, Polish or Slavic or yeah, something? Yeah,
1: like, I'm thinking something like that, but, actually.
2: And that, I may be just making that up, but... I was thinking that too though because I'm pretty sure
1: that's actually mentioned at some He's point. got a
2: weird accent and it fits perfect for this character. Uh,
1: he runs this fucking meal that there's been problems with rats um, and you see in the beginning one of the guys gets <laughs> devoured because he's like yeah, killing these rats yeah. and they're not happy about it and then he gets uh, uh, well there's a large bat like that's the other cool thing about this movie I, know, he, he, I was say, oh, jumping, jumping I know out. I'm jumping I'm let's jumping get, it's one of my favorites out, it's crazy. one of my favorites so like I right, don't... this
2: this cotton mill has uh you know like levels it's still in operation but it has a basement and it's just molded and just piles of shit down there whatever so this dude is he's working there for a while and this Warwick character uh, offers everybody like it's some kind of holiday I don't know if it's 4th of July I can't remember what it is but He's offering like double pay or whatever to help clean this shit up
1: Yes, Hold on real quick right. uh the the main dude, though, the character of John Hall, um, played by David Andrews, um, who, if you watch Justified," he was a shitty cop on there, I and mean, he's been all kinds of other stuff. Um, he's kind of he's he's a guy that that just kind of strolls on through town and he's a job, and he needs a job job he's a drop in a, a job. And uh, that's, he starts working there and stuff. And then uh, he, no one really likes him except for this one chick uh, who he kind of becomes intimate with. um, And they kind of like form a certain thing. And the other guys, they kind of treat him like shit. He goes into the bar and there's a rat sitting on his, you know, all this shit. But yeah, going back to what women was saying. Warwick offers this position, a little bit more pay, yeah. and all this stuff. Um, to clean out the basement. Yeah, to clean
2: out the basement of all this he got, stuff. Yeah. They
1: got in trouble because uh, the uh, the people that check shit, I don't EPA? know. EPA? Yeah, yeah. They come to check out uh, the building to make sure that it's still able to be function functioning okay, if people are safe to be in there. And this guy's like, No, it's not. This place is horrible. This yeah. is disgusting. You have <laughs> like I mean you have nastiness down I mean, it's the worst possible situation of cleaning out a basement you could ever imagine. Oh, yeah, it's
2: not even like a basement. It's like storage. The, it's the dungeon of a castle or something, man. It's like there's just mud and piles of just garbage and just stuff. Yeah. It's not like it's cleaning gross. out your basement is one thing, even if it's a flooded basement. This is like I mean, uh, just a garbage heap under a warehouse yeah and they they have pressure like I was gonna say they have the know, pressure I mean,
1: washer they, they have the have pressure, pressure washer just to like to destroy this shit <laughs> uh, the, the scene where one of the guys there's like a desk down there
2: yeah, he just breaks it apart with the
1: yeah like, like you know well but first he puts his hand in there and he's like oh there's something in here and it's like oh, really dude yeah. and it's like nothing but rats yeah like that's oh that's horrifying to me um but that seems to be the there, there's a couple of villains in this in this one. You know, you yeah. got Warwick who's a complete dick boss. Right. Um and you have the rats. But he but he is just a guy.
2: He yeah, he's like, just a guy. Like you can kinda understand him. Well, he goes a little off of deep in which we'll get to, but you know, he's right, just yeah. a human being, you can at least try to make sense out of that. I mean with animals and then you have like this weird bat thing that we'll get to too. Yeah. I mean there's villains and then there's villains. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, we also shit. We can't. We haven't even mentioned him yet. Brad Dorf, uh Oh yeah, old Tucker. Yeah, 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 dude. Uh, he he uh, he plays a guy named Tucker Cleveland. Um, which, if you don't know who Brad Dourif is, uh, then you're obviously not a Chucky fan. He's right. he's the voice of uh, of the original Child's Play, right. Child's
2: Play Two, Child's Play Three, so on and so forth. He's been in a ton of shit. Um, Great! If you're a fan of like newer stuff, he's also the doctor in Deadwood. Yes, you know. Yes, so he and, is. Uh, he's not just in horror stuff. He's been in just a slew of things. Um, just an awesome actor, and crazy the, a- character actor, you know. And this character in particular, yeah. He's, oh man,
1: he's this guy. He's pretty much like he, he's a uh, ex ex vet, yeah. Or he's an or he he's a vet, and uh, he always kind of. <laughs> He always kind of makes sure that you know that he's a vet. And he has this little dog that runs around with him. It's a rat terrier. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's it's such like a cute little dog. He tries to make it more vicious than it really is. And he pretty much is hired to try to, like, clean up the place uh, to get rid of the rats because they have a rat problem. He gets this huge hose, sucks that shit out, but it goes into a graveyard. And uh, which is kind of funny (laughs) with the name, and uh, there's so many different parts in this movie where he just he steals the show. Um, He's talking to 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 the character of John when he's working one night and stuff like that, and uh, he tells him the story about seeing the guy get ripped apart by rats oh, and yeah. he's like I'm talking about uh all american hold the mayo like, <laughs> Yeah. it's just
2: it, it it's the way he delivers it is
1: so good it's so it's so brutal cuz <coughs> it's funny but it's also like damn that's that's pretty crazy but you know i mean it gets across
2: yeah. so perfectly cuz he's
1: not like he's not like your stereotypical like janitor he's not wearing like overalls and shit he's wearing right. like a fucking vest like you know like combat vest yeah, wearing, and like, combat, combat fatigues and
2: stuff and like
1: stereotypical vet from movies he's you know.
2: approaching this like rat hunting as that he's still like in the war basically you know oh yeah he's going for it full force absolutely so he and he delivers oh it's, completely
1: you know. he's way I, honestly what's fucked up though is uh, him and Warwick are two of my favorite characters in the movie yeah um and also we can't forget about the fact that uh uh Andrew Divhoff Wishmaster? Oh yeah.
2: He plays a guy named Branson. I forgot that he's even in this movie. Yeah, uh, way before Wishmaster. Yeah, absolutely uh, cuz uh, this one what came out 90? 89
1: 80, 90. 90? 90, yeah, 90. Uh he uh he, it's it's kind of cool that he's actually even in that. Right. You know, I mean like there's there's a there's a bunch of different people that are in that movie that have been in other horror movies or yeah. other cult films. Yeah. And Wishmaster at some point we'll touch oh, on that man. one. It's the first one's solid. The, the first rest, one's solid. The other one's just, they're just they're <laughs> hilarious. Uh completely. Um but uh yeah, he's in it and he I mean he has a very distinctive face. Yeah. So like I, I remember watching that like a like again a couple of years ago, and I was like, "Oh shit, exactly. it's fucking yeah, it's Wishmaster." Um, but it uh, the movie goes on to where they're cleaning out this the the, the, the quote unquote basement, the dungeon, levels. the dungeon, and the there's base. multiple levels of this right. shit, and they don't even realize there's that many <laughs> right. levels to it. Right. At some point, they fall through. There's uh, pe- yeah, people on the cleaning uh, cleaning crew have been like killed, which one of the first people to get killed I can't remember his name but he gets you first see like the uh the wings yeah close covering up yeah and you're like fuck that's what I was thinking this was it's right. a fucking bat and a huge bat I mean this I this thing's fucking gnarly and they don't show it to you till the end right they show you that it's creeping around they show you the wings. Because, like, it completely suffocates people, like, when it, you know. Yeah, I mean, and then it goes in for the...
2: It's bigger than a person, you know. I mean, its wings covers covers this guy completely. It's, uh, it... This... Under this paper mill is essentially just a cavern for this giant bat Cut. monster. You know. Yeah. And, uh, the rats are not even the biggest problem. It's this other... It's just... <laughs> yeah, and that's the fucked up thing. Is like...
1: Okay, well, everybody's worried about the rats, but okay, well, nobody even realized that there was a huge fucking... Yeah. That's the one thing I'm just like, how would nobody realize this? And which there's times, and this this isn't even, like, something that's been said, but I've actually about watching it, is does Warwick know about this thing? And that's why he doesn't... You know, it, it's unsaid. It's not everything that... It's not anything that's ever really said. Well, and... It, but he acts like, you know... Because at the end of it, this movie's been out since fucking 1990, folks. If you haven't seen it by now, I'm sorry. Watch the fucking movie. Yeah, Because at the end, end of the right. movie, yeah, complete spoiler Stop right now. We do it all the time. Stop right now. Okay? Go watch Graveyard Shift and then come back and listen to us and continue. We'll give you a second. Okay. And so,
2: at the end of this fucking movie, Warwick goes completely commando. See, like, that's what I don't think he does until he kind of realizes it's, it's, there's something else under there because mm-hmm. then, I mean, he just goes, like you said, he he's gets that soot and mud and, like, covers his face, and he's just he does, like... He does the Predator Yeah, he thing, he goes commando. He's going to fucking kill this bat monster by himself, I guess, and, like, uh, get out or whatever. And when he fucking
1: uh, does it, I mean, like, he charges <laughs> this fucking yeah, like a badass. Yeah, he goes at it full steam, man. It's uh, He's one of the... That's what the... He's a character that...
2: You want to hate him because he's a douche. I mean, the guy yeah. is like the
1: epitome of bad. Yeah, if you
2: met him just in average day life, you'd be like, "What an asshole!" Yeah. I mean, it would just—you wouldn't even think twice about. But such a good character. Oh man, and ends up kind of saving the day. To well, I mean, I, I mean when he, although he that, kills yeah, Jane.
1: Agreed. Again, I hope you stopped it a minute ago <laughs> and went and looked the movie up and watched it pre you listen this. If not, I'm sorry, I can't help this. I watch it; it's still good anyway. It's still good regardless. Fuck it. You we know can't what I mean?
2: do Warwick's accent, so watch it just for that, if nothing else. You know, I can do it pretty well. Yeah, I mean it's pretty good, but. Uh, well, actually,
1: my favorite, like one of my favorite parts, is when there's they're down there and the guy's making fun of him. And he's doing the impression. Do it, do it for the people. I'm gonna do it for the people. <laughs> but like he's there's this guy and he's always doing impressions of people and he's making fun of people and shit. And he does like this whole impression of Warwick where he's like, "Oh, we got to pick on the college fellow and blah, blah blah all this shit." And Warwick hears him and he comes down the stairs, and he's like, "He's like, that's a great impression." Maybe we have you on Star Search. And, like, it's just every time that guy is on the screen. <laughs>
2: yeah. You like that? You it's like good, that? You good. love it. Star Search. Because if you're not an 80s kid, you don't even know what the hell Star no Search shit.
1: is. Star Search was the original American Idol. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty look, much what Look
2: they're... that stuff up if you're too young for that. But it was yeah, silly yeah. and it was, uh, yeah, America's first, uh, like, talent show bullshit mm-hmm. TV call-in trash.
1: Yeah, and it's just like every time that Warwick's around, you're like, God, I hate this guy, but he's such a good character, yeah. and that, and 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 the actor, man, like you know, like we said, he was in Monster Squad and shit. Like he has been in so much other stuff as well. Great actor, man. Yeah, I mean, completely. And when you when you have a character like that, especially one that's kind of a villain, right? Where you're like, I really don't need to like this guy,
2: but I kind of do. He makes you like him. Even still, like he's my favorite character in the whole film, mm-hmm. including you know Tucker and the giant bat and everything. Warwick is my favorite creature in this movie,
1: right? You know? it, cause, I mean, because you have you're 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 battling a fucking rat, and you're battling a bunch of rats. Yeah, because this guy is complete scumball. Oh right? yeah, I mean, like he's he's a ball motherfucker. Uh, but uh, it, it, it's oh, God, there's. There's so many great things about this fucking movie, um, which we mentioned a minute ago. You said he saved the day, at a certain kind of, kind of. I mean, he charges the old Bat Monster. He, he uh, charges the old Bat Monster and messes and shit. it
2: up pretty well.
1: He does, but he also like ends up stabbing Jane with like a knife when they're on this big pile of bones. I'm not saying he's a good guy. I'm
2: saying he saved the day. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean... Heroes don't always wear capes. Sometimes they wear <laughs> horns. Um,
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, he's a terrible person. But, like, if you if this bat monster is the ultimate evil, then, uh, you know, and he saved it, them from getting...
1: But that's also the weird thing, though, is, like, because he hates everybody. Yeah. He doesn't have a... I mean, he impregnates a girl and then, like, almost breaks her arm in front of everybody. Yeah. True enough. And the only reason why I don't think... Because that, that scene... Cause this, you know, one of the women that works there, he impregnated. She's beating the shit out of his fucking, like, really expensive car. Yeah. Oh, and, man, she is
2: messy. Oh, she's uh, fucking it up.
1: And everybody's standing around, and he would have done more to her if, if he it, probably
2: would have killed her. If those people weren't around. Yeah. Um, so
1: he's a dick. He is, oh, yeah. But he's a great, he's Definitely a great, great, a great character, though. Great character. Um, and just like old Tucker, great character. Um, unfortunately, I, I won't. Kill it all for you if you haven't seen it because if you didn't stop a minute oh, ago. At this point,
2: though, I mean, yeah, it, uh,
1: but uh, but when when uh, when Tucker dies, yeah, in the graveyard, you know, like it's it's such a it's such a good movie. It really is a fun watch. Uh, there's all
2: kinds of weird levels to it. Yeah,
1: and I mean, it's it's wild. It's a good one. You should definitely watch it. Yeah, um, it's not. There's nothing really. Like, really, too crazy in it. Um, Other than a giant bat. I mean, well, I mean, like. Paper mill. Well, I, I'm going back to. Milk. I'm going back to, like, when we were talking about Poltergeist and stuff. How, like, you know, it's one of those movies if your kid. Oh,
2: okay. That's what you said. Yeah.
1: yeah cause I mean, Because, I mean, as a parent, you know, I think of movies like, what would I watch with yeah. my kids? You know? Yeah. There's certain ages, whatever. If you got, like, an eight, nine year old that likes horror movies and, and is, uh, you know, hell, likes giant bats. Right, you know, might want to see a jump back Yeah. or some uh, you know yeah Chuck Nasty and Whitman says check it out yeah. um, we're going to take a small break and actually I'm going to play a song uh, one of the recent ones from uh, my buddy Perry's band Star Control so check this out we'll be back in just a minute Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh go check out more Star Control uh on Spotify, Bandcamp, Facebook, all that fun stuff. Now, we've been talking about Stephen King uh adaptation films and we decided to sp- uh to pick 3 um this time. And we're going to do more later on down the road because there's there're just so goddamn many of them. Yeah, he's made I mean I can't count on my fingers and toes. How many adaptations of his? Like, I think
2: the story. first one was Salem's Lot, and that was in '79. So you yeah. got to think how many up to like, I mean, 1922 in this Gerald's Game, and I mean they're just constantly coming out because he's such a prolific writer. Like they're just gonna they're gonna keep coming out, and then they're gonna wait. You know, Stephen King just wrote a new book. Yeah, just now, as we said Oh here,
1: yeah, absolutely. He was taking a shit, <laughs> and he had his laptop on his
2: lap, and he just wrote it, three hundred yeah, pages. He just wrote it, you know. And I mean, he's going to be cranking books out till he's until he's <laughs> dead. <laughs> well, right, and hopefully that's you know he's a hundred or whatever. Long live Stephen king! But long live the king. Yeah, absolutely. Long live the king. But there's just so many that we got. to We can only hit a couple per episode, or we would just never. Hey, because you know. we're such big fans, it
1: just it would take. Fucking forever. One one night, even if you're just rating them, good,
2: bad, good, bad. If you yeah. just did that, it would still take half an hour to go through everything.
1: One night, we'll have to uh, we'll have to to do a uh, uh, episode where it's a lot more little little more lengthy. A couple a couple episodes, maybe. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, this last film that we're gonna mention. There's so much good about this movie. Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite adaptations from a Stephen King movie. It's well, also one of the creepiest goddamn books that Stephen King ever wrote. Yeah. I'll, period. Big fan of the book. Big fan of this movie. Uh, big uh, Both of them. Um, which, of course, it's a film that I can only watch every now and then. I can't watch it all the time. Well, you got uh, kids. I got, exactly. and It doesn't and, hurt me. I don't and, have any kids. Right. You know, and so. And it's... Pet Cemetery, yeah, and I'm talking about 1989's version. I'm talking about that new shit. Um, I
2: like the new one. We debate that. Well, well we, that's we, going to be a thing. That will be know, a thing. Don't but worry. Uh, the old one to me is 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 much better. You know, it's so creepy.
1: Yeah, I, I remember. I remember watching um, uh, Pet Cemetery for the first time on USA. USA. In case you haven't noticed, growing up USA was the Place for where I
2: got my, a lot of my horror movies, USA, TNT, TBS. Oh yeah, a bunch of those uh, cable channels that do, don't even exist really anymore. Or oh, right, I mean, nobody gives of, a shit. Right, or they've sold their stuff to like some streaming network or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. The, a couple of uh, cable stations back in the day. You know, if it wouldn't been for them, yeah. I mean, some of the stuff I wouldn't have, have caught. You know,
1: um, I started reading Stephen King at a, a very young age, and so any time that there was a Stephen King movie that, uh, or Stephen King based movie, came on, I was watching the motherfucker. Oh yeah, um, and
2: I watched the movie before I read the book. I did too. I watched the movie when I was real young. I didn't watch. I didn't read the book until I was, uh, I don't know, late middle school, early I've, high school. You know.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've I've read Pet Cemetery two and a half times and it's it's been like in 10 year intervals <laughs> you know like i i it's it's there's the 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 whole uh plot of the movie itself is just demented and sad it's terrifying it's scary there's so many different emotions all in in the book and especially what we're talking about the movie yeah. um family moves uh away They moved to a little house, um, and they happened to live right in front of a pet cemetery. Um, They lived where a lot of bad juju happened um, that, you know, town folk would just rather just forget about. Um, When you first are introduced to the creeds, um, which is, you know, is the family in, in question, um you you meet Lewis, you meet Rachel, you meet Gage, and you meet his sister that no one ever remembers.
2: <laughs> oh, what the fuck is her name? I don't know either, man. It's just uh, Oh, that's
1: life. uh oh that's gonna fucking piss me off. But the girl Sally that plays Susie
2: something? I don't know. <sighs> oh, shit. Whatever, we fucked up on that one. We folks. fucked up, sorry guys, we fucked up. Can't remember God the daughter's name, but there is a daughter. And, Who also, she also,
1: her name's Blaze. Yeah, in real life her name is Blaze. I remember that. It's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah. And she was actually on a show uh, that I remember watching when I was in elementary school uh, called Ghost Rider.
2: Oh, God. I forgot that's... That Where, yeah,
1: I don't remember like, the complete premise, but I remember it was like there was, there was a ghost writing stuff. Yeah. And uh, it was, fuck. you know, which of course, like when I first heard of the fucking show, I'm like, Ghost
2: Rider yeah you're thinking Marvel I'm thinking skull like head. skull on yeah,
1: fire you know chains motorcycles no wrong rider <laughs> rider with a W yeah not a not all. so you meet this family and and Winston Churchill oh uh, well yeah I'm getting there I'm getting there I'm getting there <laughs> um yeah Winston Churchill you, you meet the cat little gray fat fuck perfect cat Perfect cat. I used to have a cat. I'll get to that in a minute, actually, because I, I do want to mention my old cat church. Um, but they—they, they, the mom Rachel and the dad Lewis, who he's a doctor. You know, he moves in this town. He's like kind of like the new doctor. This, yeah, he moves out of the big city in the
2: college. Yeah, and, and moves into this little small
1: town. And they don't have like the best relationship um they try to get intimate it doesn't work out they're just there's a lot of a lot of shit that goes on with them a lot of tension yeah um as they live in the house um more stuff becomes kind of like apparent that maybe there's like some bad juju um well you have the fact that like Rachel starts having these horrible nightmares about her sister um, Judd across the street, played yeah. by Fred Gwynn, Herman Monster yeah, himself. Herman
2: Monster himself does an awesome job. That damn role. Like yeah, I've got some issues with this character. I'm going to get into in a minute, but he does an awesome job, and the character. Great awesome. job,
1: great job.
2: But there's some shit with uh, old Judd here. Don't make. Yeah, us, well,
1: we're 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 gonna that. we're gonna get that in just a second, just a second. Um. <laughs> They, you know, Judd saves the cat or did he save the cat or does he save Gage first? He saves Gage he first. He saves Gage first, yeah. There's a car coming wherever and he's, oh, they're right? out
2: having a picnic, yeah. you know, and they live with this road, you know, where semi-trucks and big rigs and stuff just fly, which we live in the country and that does happen. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's these little side roads and stuff and I mean, it's a pretty true-to-life like kind of country-living setting. Yeah. You know, and, uh, so this big rig grew out picnic and whatever. And, uh, no. Oh, he jumped. I did jump. Did you I, I, pulled jump? A, I pulled a chuck. Hang on. All right. Well, the,
0: uh, a chuck,
2: really? all right. So, <laughs> uh, he, he he, 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 sa- he, he still saves Gage, but again, it involves this road. You know, Not today. he's getting close to this road and you know, um, so we're introduced to the character of Fred Gwynn, Judd. And uh, you know tells him about this road and, the marble
1: red smoking badass that's lived there forever across the street like he he's been there he's seen the shit, yeah, and he he's yeah. oh God he's just a great fucking character he was he's the one that
2: dude. introduces them to the pet cemetery, you know because mm-hmm. Lily is the girl's name. Yeah. All right, because it, it hit my head when he says, Lily, that's a, you know, that's a pet cemetery over there. That's not a place of, you know, bad or whatever. Pretty sure the girl's name is Lily. Maybe I'm making that up, but it sounds... Seems- I don't
1: know. I, I, I think it's something else. Either way.
2: <laughs> Oops. We're going to call her Lily. The little girl, the little okay? Girl. The daughter. But, so he introduces the family to the pet cemetery and what it is, and... Well, because when he saves Gage, um...
1: Millie or something it's so, god damn it. I think it's
2: Lily man I think uh,
1: well whatever the daughter she's in a, a a tire swing and it falls and it hurts her and everybody runs to her oh you know whatever and she's crying because she's kind of a big baby um she cry, kind of cries about everything in the movie um which granted I get it she's like an eight
2: year old girl I mean
1: yeah you know she's all right to cry and she uh she points out this trail, and Fred Gwynn's character of, of, of Judge um is like, "Oh, well, I'll, I'll take you down there sometime." Yeah, that's. Uh, it leads to the pet cemetery, you know, and so you see them going um, on a little field trip down this really
2: fucked up um, trail. It's somewhere I would have totally went when I was a kid. Oh, know? yeah, like it's a place like, yeah, I <laughs> I know, mean, like,
1: me and my friends would have hung out there. Oh, yeah, you know I mean? yeah, man. Uh, hey, man, I scored a joint. I got this place we can smoke it at.
2: But, you know. I mean, as a little kid. It's, oh, as a little kid, too. To me, yeah. it looks like a like a fairy trail, like something in a Hansel and Gretel novel or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Judge shows
1: him this place, and he's trying to trying to make the the Ellie. It's Ellie. It's Ellie. Ellie. Ellie.
2: Hey, we finally hit it. Boom.
1: It's Ellie. Mom blown <laughs> We got this shit. Um he, hey, he literally wasn't too far off. <laughs> he right. Uh, Judd tells her that, you know, he's trying to like comfort her about death and yeah. all that stuff. And Lewis Creed, the father, um, is his understanding of that. But the mom is so the character of Rachel Creed, she, she is completely um she's weird about death. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Why? But she she doesn't accept certain things in her life, and she's very uh, overprotective. Which this movie is one of those movies where overprotective is probably for the best. <laughs> Fuck, I, I love this movie so much, but god damn it, um, they're they're meted with. But there's some there's some drama that goes on. There's some tragedy. They're. Uh, their housekeeper, Mrs. Dandridge,
2: she uh, she hangs herself. Yeah. Um, Lewis when he's uh, he gets called to the school, he gets you right. Know? He
1: gets called. He had, he he goes. He goes into work, uh, and it's like his first day or second yeah, it's day like or early something. Early in shit. his new career, and uh, the whole thing, you know, about death comes up, and before he leaves, Ellie um, is like, you know you know, will church die someday? Blah, blah. Church being the cat, of course. And he's like, well, blah, blah. And he's trying to explain it to her that we all die. And what happens um, is his wife, Rachel Creed, is pissed off at this. She's like, Pro- promise the little girl. Go ahead. Promise her.
2: Right. The cat's going to be fine. And... she's saying the cat's to get a... What declawed or spade or mm-hmm. like, I can't remember what taking in for a procedure, you know. Yeah. I think it's Spade. Yeah, I couldn't remember, but um
1: but somewhere along the lines he promises no deaths, no yeah. not even a scratch, you know, that kind of thing. And then he ends up meeting uh, a very important character, Pascal. Right. He goes and there's there's a a, a, a runner in some marathon or some yep. shit, some some big thing. And uh, he gets hit. And Pascal becomes the reason why Lewis Creed knows about a lot of stuff. Kinda. Kinda. Because we go by the judge here in a second. Because Judd's kind of an asshole. Because Judd knows the shit. But anyway, anyway, hold on. We'll go there. Soon. I'm, I'm
2: gonna get my. We're almost there. My, We're almost there. I
1: ran about Judd in. You and, know what I mean? Whitman is like just ready to go. Okay, he's ready to like.
2: Well, this character because this- you want to like him, he's Frick Wynn You do like him, but <sighs> real quick. Yeah, Pascal's a guy. That's you know he, he's killed. He's
1: dead, and Lewis Creed's sitting there with him. They pronounce him dead and stuff, and he's like, well. I promise the missus not even a scratch today. You know, no deaths today or whatever he says. And then he loops up and that's like one of the creepiest fucking moments. He just like, I remember what he says to him, but he's like, something about sacred ground or whatever and... The ground's tainted. Yeah. It's sour. Sour. The ground is, t- is sour. Yeah. And I, 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 it's still one of the creepiest goddamn, like, things that like, you know, in a movie that I've seen. The movie itself has been something that
2: I have always seen as probably one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. It's definitely got some creep factors. It's not like scary to me, but it's stuff that sits in your brain. Like yeah. that's the creep factor to me. It's like after the movie and you're out, you're, you know, late night cruise right. or you're, uh, you know, whatever. You're chilling on your front porch, drinking a beer, thinking about it or whatever. That's when it kind of sits in. you like, yeah mm-hmm. man that story is pretty pretty creepy you yeah.
1: know um of course situation gets sad uh the family as Whitman uh almost gave away earlier oh yeah alright now we're to this <laughs> part yeah. yeah uh the family has to deal with tragedy they're all on a picnic they're outside they're you know whatever there's a kite and a little gauge which I don't think we've really talked about a little gauge much but Gage is the baby. Um, He's probably about two. Would you explain the
2: cat, though? We we did explain the cat. We didn't explain, really. (laughs) I mean, you gotta... Right. Right. The cat's even before the picnic. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, you're right. That's why I said...
1: No. No, he's not. Is he? Oh,
2: okay, the Wait whole thing, yeah, the whole thing okay. I want to bitch about Joe
1: okay, that's right, my bad i all right, a minute ago he, women he pulled the
2: it pulled I pulled the <laughs> chuck I pulled the me I pulled the me <laughs> all right, so all right, he takes Fuck. the uh the family goes on vacation or something, he stays there, anyway, the cat dies, no, the family
1: hasn't gone yet they have they haven't left yet, I don't think and
0: he gets a phone yeah. call from
1: Judd, and Judd says, uh, "I think a cat's over here because they couldn't they couldn't find him for for a little bit." Yeah, and he's like, "He's like, I think I your a cat." And, you know, so Lewis goes over there, and there's church, all stiff, dead as a door <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, everybody's seen this, like this cat, yeah. okay, on the side of the road. Um, just then the,
2: then, the picnic.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, and this cat's dead. Lewis just kind of bags it up. He he puts, yeah, he puts it in the bag and the whole thing is, is, is Judd kind of tells him, look, there's, you know, you don't want to tell your daughter about your cat being dead. I've got a way to where things are going to be okay. And this is where Whitman comes in because, (laughs) frankly, yes, I mean, He makes a bad decision on what, telling him what to do. But go well, on.
2: Well, here's the thing. All right. Judd's character in this movie, Fred Gwynn, you know, lovable neighbor, elderly dudes, you know, grandpa, he's basically the Loki of this movie. Right. Right, because he starts Lewis on this crazy path of of telling him what the pet cemetery like leads to and what, yeah. you know, this whole, it's the Micmac Mac burial ground and all this uh you know, stuff of these, you know, Native American legends and all this. Well, so, Fred Gwynn's character, you know, they walk. We are at this part, right? I ain't yeah, uh, like,
1: he, he's right, like, so he's like make f- me out here with your shovel. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. all right, yeah. so at
2: this point, you know, he gets the cat that's been dead for a couple of days or whatever in his bag, and him and and, uh, and Judd go walk to the Pet cemetery. Well, once there, you kind of see this foreboding spot at the far corner, and that's, of course, where they have to keep going. Yeah. So they, there's woods. there's woods and, and stuff piled up to where you have to climb and and for one, Fred Gwynn's character just climbs all this shit just like he's no a, a little kid. I mean he's up there before Lewis can even like Lewis has problems yeah. getting up there and and Judge just like oh I'm a lot of cigarettes. Right? and so he knows the exact way, for one. Mm-hmm. So how many times has he been there and done this? Which you know whatever that's debatable, <laughs> and so. You know, he takes them on deeper and deeper up into these woods, and it ends up going, like, up a mountain onto a plateau of this, like, crazy burial site. And uh, so then he makes Lewis start digging by himself. Yeah, bury your own. Right? He says, you bury your own. he lights his cigarette and just watches old Lewis dig his hole. Puts the cat in, and they just... That's your cat now. Right? And they just go back home, like... Like it's nothing. you know, you just showed me this. You're telling me if I bury my cat, it's it's going to come back. And you're... I don't know. He's just like... He's the villain of the movie to me. Okay. That's, 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 that's an interesting way. But the thing is, if it
1: wasn't for him, though, the shit wouldn't get fucked up. Because... But that's what I'm
2: saying. All right. Yeah. Now, after... And the cat comes back. Church comes back. And Church he, comes back. He eventually... Uh, you know, he kiss
1: church for me? Kiss right. your
2: own damn cat, right? And he stinks <laughs> like a dead cat, and he starts acting a little funny, and uh, you know, but it's uh, it's Jud's fault. All this whole movie it's, it, is Judd's fault, and I think he even says
1: it at one point that it was his fault. Yeah, uh, because going back to the picnic that we keep fucking up about. Yeah, here we go. Now, <laughs> the picnic. Into the picnic scene. The picnic, uh, which is one of the most heartbreaking scenes. Uh, little Gage has got. Uh, uh, kite, he's chasing it, and Ellie hurts herself or something. Is that when she falls? Yeah. Ah, I was wrong See? about that. Oops, I fucked up. <laughs> pulled Chuck. That's right, I pulled myself. <laughs> um, I, uh, uh, my bad on
2: that one. Yeah, so they're paying attention to her while they're, Gage is just right. trailing this kite, you know. And,
1: and then Judd actually, he's like, he's like, Gage, yeah. or some shit, you know. Yeah. And they go chasing after him, and then this, Truck, which Judd has uh, warned about being a problem, um, <sighs> hits poor Gauge, and in the film, all you see is blue uh, shoe, a little shoe, um, and it's and I this is this is one of those moments where I've got I've got to be dad here for a second. Um, growing up, that scene always bothered me anyway. I've always been kind of a sensitive guy. One time, a kid actually. dies, man. Right. That's a you know. And you've got this little blonde head, you know, kid, and uh, it's fucked up because at one time, like I, I, I have a seven-year-old, and when he was born, uh, when me and his his mom were together, which we're not together anymore. We moved uh, to a place. Where everything just screamed, Pet Cemetery. Um, We lived on a a street that was right down from a plant, so there was always semi trucks. Uh, We had, eventually at one point at the the same place, we had a gray cat named Church. Um, And, you know, my son, the blonde head kid that he began, like watching. I, I knew that it'd be a while before I could watch that movie again and watching that scene because I, I was thinking that maybe like you know after okay well Dax my son you know he was born for a while maybe I could watch it again whatever the fuck and uh it's one of my favorite still movies it still gets you it still gets me it still gets me I, I don't I don't like to be in the room I'll if honestly anybody that watches Pet Cemetery than me uh can see that I cover my eyes, cover my uh, my ears. I don't I don't like that scene at all. Um,
2: well, because at this point, Lewis loses his mind. He loses, which he, you should. But I mean, he the actor. Uh, what's it? What's the dude's name here? Fucking Dale Midkiff. Dale yeah, does a. Uh, I mean, who was also in Tech World? If anybody oh, remembers Tech oh, World, I forgot about that. Yeah, true yeah, enough. Yeah, but he just lets go, and you. I mean. To try to even capture that, I mean, I think he does. It's certainly. it's pretty brutal. The whole thing, after
1: after Gage dies, um, there's there, uh,
2: psychosis, I guess. That's oh, it. yeah. I mean, you see the distance between them as a family and just like, I mean, when your youngest kid, you know, dies, I mean, it's going to... It's unforeseen. It's I mean, yeah, there's just all kinds of stuff that's going to happen that after Gaze gets hit I mean like it's not it doesn't even
1: stop there with the sadness I mean uh, you know he he does there's a funeral uh, Lewis Creed and his father get into it during the uh, the service before the funeral oh that scene is completely nuts it's yeah it's fucked up where you know they they start the fight fighting
2: at a funeral and
1: for you know it, kid you know for son and grandson yeah and they knock the casket over and you just see it fly open and which honestly it was perfect because it really talk about emotions because it you know the the casket drops and it kind of opens yeah and you see little gage's body for like a second yeah just a second, and that's almost like enough you know and uh Dude, he he does a good job as Lewis. I mean, because you honestly yeah. believe that like, this is a father. Because, like, when, I mean, you can't... And honestly, we have to back up a little bit again, because when Gabe, when Gabe gets hit, what happens? Lewis falls to the ground yeah. and starts screaming no. Right. And it's over and over... Oh, I get chills even thinking about it. Screaming no over and over again. And then you see all these images... And you see all these pictures of like you know him growing up and all that stuff, right? And it's it's there's there's a lot of emotion. And Then you go on to the the wake scene with the the casket falling over and all that stuff. Um, and then you see going back to the old neighbor Judd. Uh, he comes over and visits. The villain of the movie, folks, is <laughs> he, actually Fred Gwynn. Sorry, he, he comes over and is uh, having a beer with with. Uh, with Lewis and Lewis there's there's pictures all over the table of, of, of Gage yeah. and stuff you can tell Lewis is just like he's about ready to snap well he's down in it you know it's like yeah of course it completely um, and Judd starts to go on this story of how he grew up and how he had a dog he buried this dog right dog came back to life caused havoc and he also talked about uh the other the guy that came back from war who was supposedly dead and the, the the dad you know and they ended up having like the it goes back to what we were talking about before about uh in past episodes about like the townspeople taking over yeah and you know Judd even says right there he's like I uh I, I killed your boy and that's before everything else it was like there is something damned in that area yeah and because I even let you in at all bad things happened you know which I mean it's 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 a pretty pretty heavy scene too cause yeah. he's
2: talking about all this shit you know yeah he is acting you know repentant and he's talking about, you know... Again, he's kind of opened this kind of bad badness up, but... I mean... I don't know, it's just like... He's, his character is just so weird. You've been him. waiting this whole time. Hey, I went on my rant, Do it, do it. I mean, he's... Uh, you know, he's the villain to me. It's just like... Well, don't bear your kid up there. But hey, let me show you this. You can just put your cat up there and it comes back. I mean yeah why? and what? he already
1: and the thing is he already had a dog that came back and caught like, shit yeah
2: his character spot yeah he already knows get your dog that dogs when they come back they eventually turn into these like you know possessed or kind of evil things and when, if people are buried there he, he knows this
1: mm-hmm. and if
2: it's like Pandora's Box why are you like hey buddy I know you just lost your cat and he, and your kid and stuff but uh, hey, hey I we, can make you back I, I mean we can just go bury him and he'll come back You know, it's like, what? Why are you even, what are you doing? Well, he even, I mean,
1: he even at some point, like, he's like, whatever you're thinking about doing, Lewis, don't do it.
2: Right. So he is, I mean, it's psychology right there. He is, you know, even if Lewis wasn't thinking that, which he is, but he is bringing that thought to light. He is implanting that idea right there. Yeah. Well, I know you're thinking about burying your boy up there, Lewis, but don't do it. But, hey, I got these shovels. I mean if you, <laughs> if you do do it I'll help you but, but don't do it you know right, Cause, Yeah, I mean it's it kind of fucked you up you know it's like I love Fred Gwynn and I think he he does an awesome job in the movie oh yeah but it's like even when I was young when I watched this movie I'm like he's the whole reason why this stuff is messed up like okay yeah the cat may die and even this boy getting hit but I mean that's just the awfulness of life this guy Judd Crandall or whatever, I, and that's, that's like, yeah. right? He is causing this this stuff to happen. I don't know if uh, I don't know what the.
1: Well, he also, you also know, you know it gets to a point where Lewis Creed starts thinking about the idea of like, what if I bury Gage yeah. up there? You and, know, but don't
2: but don't think about that. But, yeah, but think. Yeah, I mean, right. here here's shovels and yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, <laughs> silly. It's just crazy. To me. Um, course he
1: does exactly that he goes up yeah. and digs up Gage and actually that's another scene that fucked me up because uh, he gets he he uh he he digs up uh Gage and he's holding him in his arms yeah and all you see is this blonde head of hair and all that stuff it fucks with me even more now you know what I mean uh because it's like he's cradling his dead son. Complete psychosis. Yeah, it's you know, fucked up. I mean, yeah. Oh, also, I have to. I have to mention that I didn't get finished with my shit earlier, because um, I was talking about we moved. We, we lived in this duplex mm. and all this shit. Well, we had the old couple across the street that told us how bad the semi trucks and stuff were. Did they show uh, you a pet Not yet. No, that was that was that was not anything that ever yeah. got showed. Um, we had we had a newborn. He was only, I mean, he he, he was literally newborn. Um, we had uh, Lyric, who she was eight at the time. And, you know, which I think that's how old Ellie was, actually. Probably Moody. pretty close. Um, and eventually we acquired Church. And we also had a white German Shepherd named Tila, who was the greatest dog. But have you ever seen Pet Cemetery 2? So, I remember one time after Dax was born, Church hopped up on my, on my lap. Which I don't even like cats, but I love this cat. And I looked at him, and after thinking about everything, I was like, "You really don't need to go anywhere near that fucking road, dude." And you know, it, it's just—it's just a fucking crazy coinky dink of a lot of stuff. Right. Um, movie will always have a special place, but so moving on.
2: Yeah. Uh, Judge a villain. Judge a he, villain. He, he buries uh, Lewis ends up burying Gage yeah in- which
1: Pascal is coming to him saying
2: don't yeah don't sour. do
1: it it's sour right and uh, then Lewis sends his family on well actually did they already leave at that point when he buries Gage I, I think, think so, so. yeah he, that was the whole thing yeah because I mean you gotta have time he to said he'd be yeah because he said he'd be kid. there he said he would be there a few days later yeah and he wanted them out of the way. let see what happens. And, uh, of course, he, uh, ignores Judd's weird, like. Warning, not warning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Pascal, the dead guy that got hit while he was jogging, um, like ignores his shit. And, not to mention the fact that there's always been, there already been some, like, bad, um, there's bad juju all around this movie. Not to mention the fact we forgot to to talk about Zelda. Uh, Zelda is Rachel Creed's sister who died, and way before because we're I'm totally going back on this. Um, well, we've done messed this all. Yeah, time, we, whatever. It's all right though. Um, but Zelda was a sister of Rachel Creed, uh, and when she was younger. She pretty much is the reason her sister
2: died. She had
1: some problems, and she choked on some
2: food, and right. she was ch- and she choked. And Which is why uh, the character of uh, what, Rachel, Rachel, is yeah, is so weird about death. And right? Like, yeah. you know that's going back to that point from earlier. So, uh, and
1: she keeps getting these horrifying because I've got to mention it, the fact that that was some of the creepiest shit. Never get out of bed again. Never get out of bed again. Right. Which her sister in in, in, in the, the flashback scenes is played by a guy, actually. Um, she, I, she,
2: I it's mean, the worst she, scenes of the movie. It's,
1: one, it's some of the shittiest fucking, like, I mean, like when you're a kid watching the movie the first
2: time, like, fucks with you. It's the only part that tripped me up as a kid. Yeah, like, but, all the dead people and all that stuff, it didn't bother me, but when things out I'm like, oh, I don't know, just the way that he... I, just the whole thing yeah man it's the it's,
1: it's, it's horrifying and of course moving on uh, continuing where we were a minute ago before I I chucked it up <laughs> um, Gage comes back and Gage isn't how Gage should be Church has, has been acting crazy he ends up throwing a fucking dead rat into the fucking bathtub with Louis Creed when he's trying to take a bath. Yeah. All this shit and Louis Creed's like, I got, I, I, you know, I I don't know what to do. And he thinks, okay, well, Gage comes back and he gets a phone call. Hey, daddy. You know, and he, and he, he tells him, you know, I played a game with Judd, you know, uh, you know, play a game with you which I guess Rachel would come into the picture again totally fucking this all up because there's so much about this fucking movie okay so fucking like cut us a goddamn break um, <laughs> the the mom Rachel and Ellie are visiting Rachel's parents yep. and Rachel gets this weird feeling that she needs to go home yeah, something's wrong so she, she hitchhikes all the way home like she, seriously, like she yep. runs into a truck driver, which is fucking weird, and ends up uh, <laughs> uh, hitching a ride all the way back home. And Lewis has no idea she's coming. And going back to the phone call, he gets a phone call, and it's right. it's Gage saying, that "I played with before Judge before she
2: comes home, right?" But yeah. well, she
1: goes, she goes over, she gets off the thing, she starts her truck. She goes over to, to Judd's. Oh, yeah. And, well, there's that whole scene where you see, like, a little little Gage's hand taking a scalpel. Yeah. You know, he... he you know, long story short with this, he ends up slicing fucking, like, you know, Judd's fucking... Which, one of the he worst killed. fucking oh, scenes. God. Oh, my God. But, and the it, mouth, That's dude.
2: what he gets for being the villain. Yeah. But... Little gauge slices this dude's Achilles tendon, uh, and it's it's terribly painful to watch. And then yeah, he messes his once once Which, Fred characters fall. He you know.
1: steals the fucking scalpel from his dad's shit because he's yeah. a doctor and everything, and then walks across the street to Judd's house. Yeah, could you imagine? Be the person driving
2: by that you sees you see this kid? little
1: kid with a scalpel?
2: <laughs> yeah. Like fuck this kid, I'm going. A little pale, blonde-haired kid just roaming the night with a scalpel. Yeah, no. Nah, man. i I mean, I I might call somebody, but I'm probably not gonna stop. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird. And he, especially he, if he looks like he like Gage, like if yeah, he's on a like mission, he like just got un, like unburied. Well, I mean, not just that, but yeah, if he uncovered. looks if he looks like he's on a mission, uh, you know, yeah, uh, call the ambulance, call the hospital <laughs> or something. But I mean, I ain't gonna stop. I don't think he he slices the shit out of fucking. Out uh, of Yeah, it does and, work on
1: Judd. In two of the worst ways on his fucking mouth and on his fucking Achilles tendon Yep. And that shit fucking hurts to watch because he gets into that. Oh, yeah. And this little, oh.
2: this little dude, uh, Miko Hughes, he's like, I don't know how old he is now, but he's, I mean, such a tiny kid in this movie mm-hmm. and does a stellar job. This laugh that he has and just. Ha ha ha. Yeah, just I mean, he's been in a lot of stuff I play then, with you. Yeah, he just does an awesome no job. No fair. Like and
1: that kid also, man. Like if you ever saw, if you're a Freddy fan, which we talked about Wes Craven recently.
2: Oh yeah, New Nightmare. Dude, he was Miko was, was yeah. the son. He, he's he, been in a ton of TV shows because he's a good actor and he's been a good actor when, since he was like a little bitty kid. I don't think he acts anymore though. Well, but I mean, he, but hope, he hopefully for, he stacked that bank up for when like he was a ten kid, years. You know? For like ten years, that kid like. I mean, he was in, like, Family Matters and stuff when I was a kid. He, like, was, remember, he was in Full know, House. Yeah, all those, like, TV yeah. shows and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, no. He was the kid in, uh, what's that, Arnold oh, Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah, Boys Have Penises, Girls Have Vaginas. Right, so that's, I mean, he was in everything in the 90s, so hopefully he stacked that money up. He really was. You know, he's in. Uh, he's doing good now, I guess, but I don't know. Yeah. Either way, I, he does a killer job, and he's like, I don't fucking know. Fucking two. I mean, yeah, he's like. I don't know how he would be barely old enough to talk, basically. He's like, how old do you think he is in this movie? Shit.
1: He's got to be two or three in this movie. I was
2: thinking like three or four. I mean, so... Yeah. I mean, God, such a fucking...
1: Moving on, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Moving on. This is going to be like the longest episode we've done.
2: Um, We're about to end this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we, We almost
1: got it. But... He kills Judd. He kills Judd. He kills his kills mom. Kills his mom. He's after Lewis now. Lewis decides it's time to take out the cat. It's Thanksgiving Day for cats, yeah. and he sticks church. It's like I'm done with your ass. And then like he goes after uh, Gage, and Gage puts him on a little bit of a journey. Uh, of course, he gets to see his wife Rachel hanging. See that she's dead, uh, and then he. Gets gauge and it's no fair, no fair. Yep. And you're like, oh, but you're a fucking bastard, demon child, man. Yep. So fuck you. Uh, after after he comes back to life, it doesn't bother him anymore. Like, all right, right. fine, you're a dickhead. You're you're not even that kid You're anymore. a zombie kid. Time to go, right? Uh And then, of course, Lewis gets the the great idea after everything's done, said, and done, to go and bury his wife. Right. This
2: is the thing. Uh, All right, you've buried... Pascal's your-
1: like, no, Lewis ball, ball. At this point, Pascal, He's like, it's going to be different this time. She's fresh or whatever the fuck. Right,
2: Pascal should have just moved on to the next person or whatever. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, this know, is not helping. At this <laughs> point, you buried your cat. It came back. It was a complete asshole, scratched you up, tried to kill you. You bury your kid. He comes back, kills your neighbor and your wife. Yeah. Then you have to kill your kid. Okay, so... Why the the big idea to bury your dead wife and think anything different would happen? I think
1: it's it's the yeah. idea of like if somebody this is going to be fucked up but like a gambler.
2: Okay. Right, this is the shot that they're not going to be
1: fucked up. So like this this yeah. is going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And yeah. of course at the end of it, again, I'm going to throw this out there some fucking like I'm I, we have gone through this movie like a motherfucker. And if you haven't seen it yet, I'm sorry. You should have gotten hits to those so show. much
2: though that uh, You'll be surprised. Oh yeah, we
1: mixed it up worse <laughs> than a fucking like Quentin Tarantino movie. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, like it's it's a killer fucking movie. But at the end of it, of course, Rachel she comes, comes back. back, and then he's going to kiss her. They're going to kiss, even though she looks disgusting. Well, yeah, at this point, she's gargling out of her throat. Yeah,
2: she's missing out for her face. Uh, you know. She just—I mean, she looks like a zombie. She looks dead, and he's just going in for the she makeout. She does not look smooch, fuckable man. at all, folks. She—he's just going in for the makeout, and uh, it ain't working out.
1: And then it goes blank, and you hear a scream, and she has a knife—or she has a knife in her hand. Yeah. For this yeah,
2: blank, yeah, you see. The and knife. then
1: you—you you hear a scream, and then you hear one of the greatest bands of all time play one of my favorite fucking like, songs ever played in a movie, which at the beginning of this episode you heard. Pet Cemetery by the one and the only. The greatest fucking rock and roll band to ever walk the face of the earth. I don't know about it ever, but The Ramones. Yeah. Uh if not if not the one of.
2: Uh yeah. So I guess in a nutshell. <laughs> that's Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah. A uh, complete mess that we just did of that. Uh not being said, uh, check it out. It's a good film. It's better than what we just gave it, but... Uh, if
1: if you are a... If you are... Okay, and this is like 100% truth on this. If you are a avid Stephen King fan,
2: um, I think it is essential. Yeah, agreed. If you haven't seen it, and you can't really be a King movie fan mm-hmm. unless you've seen it, I think. And, and dude, I, read the book. Yeah, the book's even it's, better than the
1: book. I, I still stand by it, and Josh even stands by it. It's the creepiest book
2: it's a, it's that real, he that Stephen King ever wrote. It's a real good one. It's I a mean, good shit. It, it's in my top five King books, probably. That's it, folks. Yeah, our first that's, uh, King, that's it. King edition.
1: Yeah. A um, couple of things real quick before we call it quits. Um, good things are on the rise. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but good things on the rise. Uh, we appreciate anybody who listens to us uh, we appreciate your support Um, like always we have Facebook Nasty Nation which here soon there will be a graveyard uh, I almost said graveyard shift uh, a graveyard talk the graveyard talk (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Facebook page um, and if you want to throw us a a voicemail on Anchor go ahead yeah yeah a lot of good stuff. Next episode. Yeah, it's our thirteenth uh, episode thirteenth episode. I'm not going to tell you what we're doing. We're not saying fucking goddamn thing about it because it's our thirteen. Let me just uh, thirteen episode. Uh, we're going to dive into one of our uh, our favorite slashers and probably one of yours as well. And you can't figure that out then you you need to go look up some shit and research because that's just sad anyway this is Chuck Nasty this is Whitman Graveyard Talk motherfuckers thanks for like joining us once again we'll see you next week enjoy show's
0: over so hard so juicy damn the graveyard shit oh god this isn't bad I'm a little pregnant. You got a problem? I ain't got a problem. You got a problem? I ain't got a problem. What's your problem, boy? The graveyard shit. No problem. Don't piss me off. Breaks open. Better be punching at the time. God.